the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. Hour three, Backbone Radio. Golly, so glad you're here. Your ears are near. Lend them. Just one more hour. And, oh, we're going to pack it full of fascinating, pivotal, important kind of stuff. Indispensable kind of stuff. Matt down here, Blake behind the glass, and yes, my new dental practice up and thriving and rolling. 303-225-7575. Boy, just delighted to make a little a little move after 20-some years in one location, and then to head off and start up another adventure with some great friends and colleagues of mine. Just a delightful, a delightful move in early mid-career, if I may say. And now, should we talk about, just let me get the, Thomas Jefferson, there's a bust of Thomas Jefferson that has been in uh, New York City Hall, apparently for 187 years, just taken down by the by the authorities in New York, took down the Jefferson bust. What do you think of that? These are like eliminationist kind of people. They want to tear down the symbols of America. You know, as Trump said, you know, they're, you know, they're going to tear down the war memorials from the Civil War, and they're never going to stop. They're going to be tearing down George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, go down the list, okay? And it's happening. There goes Jefferson. Jefferson is particularly near and dear to my way of thinking and my philosophies. I think he was... Uh, He's just he's he's one of those maybe the most indispensable American maybe after George Washington. Just love Jefferson. Need to get back to Monticello sometime. Take the kids out there and walk around the gardens and the and the house and the music room and the rest of it. Been there so many times. But the people on top, as I've been saying, get they get afraid. They get nervous and they have to show. Make examples of people. They have to. They have to slam people to the turf. Anybody sticks their head up, they have to slam them down. And when they can't get that done, when they can't do that well, they get increasingly nervous, and they're frauds to begin with, and they never can say what's really on their mind or what their real agenda is because they know it's unpopular. And then when they see the masses getting restless and unhappy with them and starting to see through the propaganda, they get really nervous, and so they have to start amping up their rhetoric. They have to start really doubling, tripling, quintupling down on their original rhetoric. And I've been saying this over the past few weeks that you're starting to see the media strategy against Trump kind of materialize, okay? And they're going into the Trump is Hitler, Trump is a Nazi, Trump is Mussolini, all of that kind of rhetoric. They've been doing that since the escalator, okay? But they're going to be doing it even more now. They're going to add more exclamation points to their emphatic statements. And they do this because they're getting alarmed and afraid, and they know they're vulnerable. They know they're unloved. 
they do this because they are telling you that they know they are losing. Okay? And I thought I would bring in one. I've got a few rants here from the left. All right? And um, if we could just listen to them, because we, we're going to be marinating in this extreme rhetoric, dangerous, dangerous rhetoric, heading all the way into the election 2024. Okay? And we're used to it around here. We did it in 2016. We did it in 2020. We'll be doing it again in 2024. I mean, we're old hands at this. And we see it as propaganda doesn't touch us, doesn't affect our mood or anything. But it does get me concerned that they're going to go so far over the top. And you've got this Dan Goldman, this congressman, deep stater, part of the impeachment, one of the impeachment lawyers, I believe, Back in the Trump era, the bogus, you know, he's saying Trump needs to be eliminated. Okay, I mean, they're, they're going to use eliminationist rhetoric, kind of like, you know, the, the eliminationists who just tore down the bust of Thomas Jefferson in New York City Hall. But uh, let's, 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 and I've got a bunch of these, okay, from other people and Claire McCaskill and, um, get ready for this, folks, and do not be surprised by it, but. Just whenever you hear this stuff, you have to know they're telling you that they're losing. Joe Scarborough, somehow they still have a show. And man, are they ever freaks, these people. Morons, freaks, losers, the rest of it. And they're here. Let's hear Joe. Have a responsibility to, to really to tune out the voices of, of the haters, of, of the people that are constantly uh, double shilling and triple checking and shilling for him and suggesting Sick. that somehow they're being biased, bending over backwards, treating him like a normal candidate. He's not a normal candidate. He is running to end American democracy as we know it. He's an authoritarian who a, a court uh, in, in Colorado two days ago ruled that, that he led an insurrection against the United States government. He's charged with leading schemes to help overthrow the United States government. So so if they want to frame it uh, that way, that's fine. If, if you want to be fair, if you want to be fair, then you will frame this uh, as uh, Joe Biden being a candidate that supports American democracy and Donald Trump, a candidate who supports a new form of government here, this authoritarian it's really that simple. And by the way, Reverend Allen, people go, oh, you can't compare him he to past Nazi leaders. You can't compare him to this past Nazi leader or that past fascist leader because he hasn't done that. Well, what hasn't he done? He hasn't done the things that the American judicial system did not allow him to do last time, but may very well allow him to do this time. What a meltdown, folks. A judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. And if he is voted into office, then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're going to look like idiots. Uh, because he will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Uh, j- just look at his past. It's not really hard to read. Only, again, the only thing that stood between him 
and the destruction of American democracy was the federal judiciary. Okay, no doubt that, about it. That that is the uh, morning Joe Scarborough just meltdown. Okay, obviously that's unhinged stuff. That is a guy who knows he is losing and has to ramp up the rhetoric. And of course, but he's been speaking this kind of rhetoric, you know, against Trump from day one. But um, if you add up all the things he's saying there, he, he's kind of describing what Biden has done to Trump. All these attempts to, you know, arrest Trump, raid Mar-a-Lago, get the mug shot, all the rest of it. Use the courts against Trump. Try to throw him in prison for the rest of his life. Uh I mean, what the heck is this guy talking about? Is he watching what Biden is doing? Is he watching what the deep state has been doing to Trump ever since the escalator? And now they make it seem like, oh, look at Trump's past. He's going to he's going to execute anyone he can. What? He's going to arrest and imprison anybody he can. Now, do you, do you see um, <laughs> these people? I mean, in a way, you step back and laugh, right? But there are going to be a few people that are so brainwashed, they actually like listen to this stuff, and it would never occur to them that actually that's what Biden is actually doing, and A.G. Garland, and, you know, all that, that orbit around Obama. That's, I mean, that's how they've been treating Donald Trump. The, see, they're very afraid that Trump gets back in power, and he might, you know, start treating the people that have, you know, so abused him over the years in a similar fashion to how Trump has been abused, right? See, that they're worried about that. And I think their worry is misplaced because Trump did not do any of that stuff in his first term when he was president. And the Republican Party doesn't operate that way. And there's not like some Republican deep state out there that can do this kind of stuff. And Trump would not want to do that, you know, to begin with. I think he wants to to set a few things right. But, you know, like running people out of the country and executing people. Come come on. I mean, obviously, it goes without saying. But uh, all right. And I'm just getting warmed up on this. Okay, this is what they're going to do. And I don't think it's going to work because the people have the evidence of Trump's four years of peace and prosperity in front of them. And then they have the Biden complete screw up also in front of them. And it's like, hmm, huh. Be right back. On your radio, smartphone or smart speaker. News Talk 710. KNUS. little Christmas song from the German pop star Helena Fischer. And it translates to In the Christmas Bakery. Yes, and got all the kids singing back up there. And I've always enjoyed that little ditty. Christmas music. We might not play all Christmas music between here and Christmas, but we'll do a fair amount of it along the way in our own style. But you get the idea there with uh, with the Joe Scarborough meltdown. And that's what's going on in those precincts, you know, the, the deep staters, the ruling classers, the ones who have absolutely blown out the system to go after Trump so cravenly, dishonestly, all the hoaxes and the rest of it. Oh, they're getting a little worried that they just can't get rid of Trump. They just can't. And 
he's more popular than ever. He is polling better than he has ever polled right here and right now. Stronger, sharper, better for 2024. And millions upon millions of the American people are waking up and seeing things for what they are. And they have the Biden catastrophe presidency to look at in front of them. The corrupt, incompetent ruling classes, like I said, they're terrible at governing. They're good at their tricks and their hoaxes, but they're terrible at governing. They're, they're just wrecking the place, and millions upon millions are waking up. And they don't want to have to face the consequences, the ruling classes. They don't want to have to stew in their own juices, the juices that they have created for themselves out of their hubris and out of their stupidity and just all around general being morons they are. Scarborough says, oh, Trump's going to be an authoritarian. Look at what we have right now for crying out loud, obviously. They always point the finger elsewhere when it should be pointing themselves. You know the cliche. They project. It's projection. That is a real psychological impulse, by the way. But let's get to this Dan Goldman guy, deep stater par excellence, one of these deep staters that gets elected to Congress. And listen to his rhetoric. Trump must be eliminated. See, they can't get rid of him. They can't impeach him and hoax him and mugshot him out of existence. They could go the JFK route. And is this what Goldman is talking about here? I mean, this this is really bad here. Dan Goldman. Trump must be eliminated. I want to also turn to Jensaki, of course, and just some of what the reporting has been around uh, some of his conversations. Also, as we anticipate a year full of trials next year, I want to take a listen to part of a conversation that he had with uh, ABC's Jonathan Carl about January 6th and get your thoughts on the other end. You told them you were going to go up to the Capitol, were you just... I was, no, I was going to, and the Secret Service said, you can't, and then by the time, I would have, and then when I got back, I saw, I wanted to go back, I was thinking about going back during the problem to stop the problem, doing it myself. Secret Service didn't like that idea too much. So, so what... And I could so- have done that, and you know what, I would have been very well received. So there's been so much speculation, contemplation, discussion of what Trump wanted to do, what he knew or didn't know. I mean, do you think as a prosecutor or a prosecutor, this is something that could be useful in the case against Trump? How will it be used? Clinging to J6. Yeah, well, I mean, look, he says uh, I would Pillar be well received because he knows that the people over there power. are his supporters who he riled up and incited to invade and riot at the Capitol oh, and try how they to cling. disrupt the proper counting of the Electoral College votes. So every time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his objective. His objective mm-hmm. is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the mm-hmm. New York Attorney General case in New York, a civil case, and and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now. And his recent true social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to work in government. And um, it is just uh, unquestionable questionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Okay, Goldman finishing strong, saying that Trump has to be eliminated. That clip, there's Jen Psaki and Goldman. Do you see how they cling to J6? Do you see how the establishment is clinging to that narrative they've constructed about J6. 
They are so dependent upon that for their power, and they're getting worried about it. They're watching it fall apart. They're watching that narrative around their ankles, and now they're saying has to be eliminated. That guy has to be eliminated. How do you take that, ladies and gentlemen? Is this like they're trying to incite violence against Trump? Are they, are they trying to go the JFK route here? Are they, is, is that what they're going to do? They can't hoax him and lie and mugshot him out of existence. He only gets more popular, only grows higher in the polls. Are they going to do the JFK route? I mean, something happens. Maybe is are Dan Goldman have some responsibility for that? You know, what do you think? I don't like that kind of rhetoric. And there he is criticizing Trump's rhetoric, of course, not specifying what it was. But that kind of rhetoric, uh, do you ever hear Trump talk about uh, the need to eliminate Dan Goldman? Must be eliminated? That man must be eliminated? Oh, you see. Who are the authoritarians? Who are the authoritarians? Those are the ones in power. And as Alan Watts always would say, the true authoritarians are the ones who are always so nervous, sitting on their thrones. They're nervous because they know that nobody likes them, and they know that they got there by illicit means. Let's hear Claire McCaskill. And again, establishment elite ruling class rhetoric is going to be going over the top once again here, and they're going to have to do all the Hitler, Hitler, Mussolini, got to eliminate them. Yeah. A lot of people have tried to draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler and the use of the terminology like vermin and the, the, the drive that those men had towards autocracy and, and dictatorship. The difference, though, I think makes Donald Trump even more dangerous, and that is he has no philosophy he believes in. He is not trying to expand America the boundaries first? of the United States of America. He's not trying to overcome a neighboring country like Putin is in Ukraine. He is not going for some grandiose scheme of international dominance. All he wants is to look in the mirror and see a guy who's president. All he cares about is selfish self-promotion. That's the only philosophy he has, which makes him even more dangerous because he has actually said out loud that it would be okay to terminate the Constitution to keep him in power. He said this. He actually said those words. And the irony is all of these supposed conservative folks that have populated the Republican Party all stood around and with their, with their thumb in their mouth going, well, yeah, okay, I guess so. Just it's, so it's you bizarre. get the full picture from Claire McCaskill, who ended up losing her, Hawaii, her uh, Missouri Senate seat. I believe Josh Hawley defeated her by uh, handily in Missouri. And McCaskill's bitter that, you know, the Trump MAGA world uh, made her political career untenable anymore. But, you know, there she goes with, OK, it's Mussolini and it's Hitler and he's really selfish and he wants to look at himself in the mirror. I mean, it's just it's so dumb what, what these people come up with, you know, the eliminationist rhetoric and the Hitler comparisons and the Mussolini stuff. Again, who had Mar-a-Lago raided? Who's had their mugshot taken, Right. Who constructs all these false narratives about J6? Yes, it's people like the Dan Goldmans and the Claire McCaskills of the world, of course. Oh, they're nervous. I mean, do you hear how they're telling you they're losing? Do you hear how, how, how they're, just, they're just letting you know that they, they, they don't like what they see and they have to apologize for Biden? They know how bad Biden has been. They know how, many, <laughs> how bad the economy is and the forever wars and the Ukraine. The, and the Afghanistan and the rest of it. They're, these are nervous people. 
But by the way, if you know, if Trump was selfish, how, would he have blown how many millions upon millions he's blown being president? Wouldn't he go along with the establishment? Just be another establishment rhino politician if he wanted to have the easy ride? If he didn't care about this country? Putting America first in the globalist entrenched beltway, America last beltway, is not an easy task. It's a profoundly unselfish task. Trump is the only unselfish guy in the beltway. You got to see that, right? And they want him in jail. Be right back. Listen to podcasts of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710knus.com. Hey, Mr. Churchill comes over here to say we're doing splendidly. But it's very cold out here in the snow, marching to and from the enemy. Oh, I say it's tough. I have had enough. Can you stop the cavalry? That's an old World War One Christmas song, actually. Life in the trenches, in the snow, on the front lines. Covered there by Erasure, bringing Churchill in. Maybe it's actually World War Two. I should look that up. World War Two song or World War One song. But anyway, you have to see the media. They're telling you they're losing when they ramp up their rhetoric so high like this and call everybody authoritarians who's not them. Obviously, they are the fascists and the dictators and the tyrants here, and they're the ones who want to censor you and shut you down and throw you in the gulag, of course. That is just clear as day on my end. So you have to weigh their propaganda, the words that they use, the voters have to weigh against the reality of life under the Biden administration, right? How much you've been paying for gas in the Biden era? How much you've been paying for your mortgage in the Biden era? 8% apparently is where we are. Washington Post has a very helpful piece, very helpful in which the economists are describing how they're going to have to make a better narrative, a better narrative about how to explain the story of the economy and Biden's success in the economy better to the voters because they're worried that Trump's critique of Biden's economy is resonating with voters. (laughs) And so they're having to rely on their words. They want you to rely on their words, but they're feeling the emptiness of their own words. And you have to understand, by the way, that that words are um, on some level meaningless. I was thinking like earlier today, actually, I had this thought that, you know, when you see um, musical notes, you have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the notes. And that means a specific note and a specific sound. And A means A. And you can measure it scientifically, right? Um. Other words, when you start getting abstract, you can't measure them as such, and so they can be manipulated for power purposes by people who want to promote, gain, or preserve their own power. That's one of the postmodernist realities that we live in, and you could even tie it into a bit of what Orwell said, but Thomas Hobbes was on this about 400 years ago, that... um, that the words get uh, changed and bent and transmogrified. And if we were just talking about, like imagine you're, you're, you're um, playing some piece by Bach or Mozart and people decided that, uh, no, the C note is actually the D and a half note and the F note's actually the G minus one third. 
And pretty soon you'd have a complete chaos of the music you are hearing. But that's what's happened to our language today, our political language and the rhetoric you see used. Is you, can, you can throw these words out and they can manipulate the meanings of these words to the point that, you know, what is a man even? What is a woman even? Right? The basic term, they're trying to twist and warp all of that to the point where nobody even has any clue what the hell is going on, and you have to distrust your own instincts and be suspicious of everything, and it's hard to be clear about anything that is going on. And these people jump in with their rhetoric, but they see it slipping. Again, they see it is slipping. And just so you get this, this, this here's this, this, this little montage of the rhetoric they're using that tells you how they're losing, a montage of abusive ruling class, mainstream media, deep state rhetoric against Trump. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be, uh, he has to be eliminated. He will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison Execute. A lot of people have tried to draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. The difference, though, I think makes Donald Trump even more dangerous because he has actually said out loud that it would be okay to terminate the Constitution to keep him in power. Well, Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Somebody with those tendencies, those dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. Sounds like Nazism, if it, if it walks like Nazism, if you're not exactly sure what you call it if you don't call it fascism. Donald Trump is going to consolidate power, politicize the rule of law, and break down democracy one day at a time. The man means to throw people in jail who disagree with him, shut down legitimate press right. outlets, do what he can to literally undermine the rule of law and our country's value. I think it would be the end of our country as we know it. The only thing that stood between him and the destruction of American democracy was the federal judiciary. No doubt about it. So there we go. That's just a little montage of the Democrat, left-wing, uniparty, ruling class, corrupt media rhetoric against Trump. And I mean, the emulationist rhetoric, I mean, that, that's, you know, is it getting dangerous? <laughs> I, I think so. And they, you know, Everything that you just heard there is describing exactly what they are doing, what Biden has been doing. Every single thing that you just heard there is what they are doing. And they do not want the shoe on the other foot, right? So they're going to have to do a little bit of elimination there is what Goldman is advising. Goldman says Trump must be eliminated. The man must be eliminated. In terms of rule of law, they're the ones who have hashed that, obviously, so just real quick before the phones, uh, you know, on the economy, the Washington Post, you know, comes out and has this this from the Michigan economist you know, trying to explain that um, we're going to have to do better at telling the American people that Joe Biden economy is pretty good. Because if we don't do that, well, golly, you know, it might be helping Trump win win reelection. Um, but they they're saying that. Um, and here, here's a pull quote. This has a lot to do with the social and media environment that young people live in. People, people's ideas of things like the economy, which they can't experience directly, are being constructed from what they're hearing from other people. It's being constructed from what you hear from your peers, trusted sources, and the news media, and so forth. Um, 
this Michigan economist named Stancil, S-T-A-N-C-I-L, says he argues that while people can have their own experiences of the economy, they cannot individually form a comprehensive picture of it. And so they're saying the, the task of these people and their their words and their rhetoric is to try to tell you that what you are seeing before your eyes, what you are paying when you go to the store, you know, the sufferings of inflation and what you're paying for your mortgage, none of that is real. But their words are real. Their rhetoric is what is real. And you have to trust their words. <laughs> because you can't experience the economy directly. This guy says this in the Washington Post. You can't experience the economy directly. You have to get it filtered for you by people at the Washington Post and people in the media. They, they're the ones who need to filter and tell you what the economy actually is. Do you see what an uphill battle that is for them? Do you see why they're using this kind of rhetoric? Do you see why they're scared and why they are nervous and why they are losing? Does that start to make sense? I have a lot to say on these themes, and I could really go on this for hours, you know, just sitting here hanging out. But why don't we get to the phone lines and everyone on the phones? Hang on. We're going to get to everybody. Joe in Arvada next up. Thank you for holding a bit, sir. Where do you see him, Joe? Matt, you know, these people like Dan Goldman and Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough, man, you got to wear any criticism from them like a badge of honor. There's never (laughs) been a bigger group of reprobate liars than Dan Goldman, Mika Brzezinski, and Joe Scarborough. They, they listen. Think about all of these leftist shills for the Democrat Party. They told you when buildings were being burnt to the ground during the George Floyd riots. Oh, this is just a little protest. But when little old mostly peaceful, a, yeah, peaceful, mostly but when peaceful. Little old ladies, when little old ladies carrying a flag inside the Capitol building, directed by their own. FBI that were working under the thumb of, yes, the Democrat Party. You know, when that happens, oh, this is an insurrection. Well, you know what? Wear it like a badge. People fight against this because they're liars. They're reprobate liars. And it's time, even the left, if you're, okay, if you're a a Democrat, a lifelong Democrat, Go ahead. Believe it. These lies that when you take your paycheck to the grocery store, oh, no, this is a great economy. Uh, Oh, no, (laughs) uh, you know, jobs are wonderful. Oh, everything's going great. Kids are coming out of college, doctors and lawyers and such. They're not morons that are coming out of there with no direction whatsoever. You know, look at the high schools. When your kid comes out of high school these days, these kids are, I'm sorry, they're imbeciles. Mostly they don't know. Trump is winning with young voters right now. Look at the poll data. Trump is blowing out Biden with young voters. They're waking up, Joe. You might have to give them some credit. They're able to see the evidence better than their elders, I think. Well, they they get this. The American dream oh, under here's the, the wall, but thank you, Joe. Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS.
And that is our sacred number tonight, a sacred Christmas number, Away in a Manger. Ricky Skaggs joining Dwight Yoakam on the harmony there. And man, do I love that song. Love that song. That is a good Christmas song and song of faith on this sacred Sunday. Hope you've had a sacred one and you're easing into the season. Or maybe excited to get into the season. Oh, man, in 2024, back to the politics is looking quite awesome right now, may I say, which is, of course, you know, what are they going to come up with, these nervous freak people on top? Tell you what, yeah, Trump walks in to South Carolina, the Palmetto Bowl. This is a smaller room offshoot here. The room goes crazy when they see Trump. They love the man. Biden walks in there. Newsom walks in there. Nikki Haley walks in there. DeSantis walks in there. You get none of that. And here's another one. There's Trump walks out the Palmetto Stadium field. 78,000 people out there. Media tried to say he was booed. It was the exact opposite. You see how the media operate. They try to tell you that the evidence before your eyes isn't real, and you have to listen to them, right? Their words. They're in control of your mind. You understand that? They're in control, and they get very angry when they feel like they're not in control, and you're using your own mind and actually looking at the evidence in front of you and looking at what you're paying for your mortgage or for a gallon of gasoline or for a carton of eggs. They don't like that. They get very, very testy. And, uh, you know, here's, you know, the me. Oh, where's my Sean Davis one? Uh, that um, the media likes. It's all about the narrative. See, it's all about the narrative. I think the thing to understand with politics today is that the only thing that matters is the narrative. The, the left, the regime, whatever you want to call them, all they care about is the narrative. Yeah, so they're going to have to tell you a story about the economy. Washington Post, they're going to have to tell a better story about how Biden's economy is actually really good, despite the evidence before your eyes. And realize you can't actually look at the things before your eyes because you can't know how the economy is doing. You can't even have any direct experience of it. You have to go to the Washington Post or Morning Joe or CNBC or somewhere to to get your actual information about the reality of the economy. Does that make sense? See, it's a losing battle they are waging. And you know you know who's quite aware of this? Dana White. Dana White. He, you don't want to know Dana White's opinion of the media? Let, let's try this one on for size. He, not much respect for the losers in the media. Especially the media. If the media tells you you've got something that, that's going to fail, it's definitely going to f***ing win. The media are the <laughs> dumbest Know nothing, do nothing, never f***ing built nothing, motherfuckers, on planet Earth. So when they say it isn't going to work, you got a f***ing home run, man. You know what I mean? Just jump in and grind. The, the the media, these guys, think about who these people are. When you really think about the media, who are they? Where did they come from? Why does their opinion matter? What have they ever done? What have they ever created? What have they ever built? Who's ever depended on a paycheck from the media? Nobody. They are a bunch of f***ing zeros that sit around and write stories about people who are actually doing shit. Dana White, who runs the UFC, where Trump and Tucker Carlson entered last week and blew the roof off, blowing Joe Rogan's mind. 
And that pretty much sums up the media. These people are a bunch of zeros. And a bunch of expletives were bleeded out of that clip. You know, we had to sort of sanitize that. We sanitized it for our tender ears in backbone country. And my own, my ears are very tender on these matters. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that summarized the media right there. That summarized Joe Scarborough. <laughs> that summarized Dan Goldman and the rest of them. What a bunch of zeros. And they're, they know they're losing. By the way, the new Napoleon movie is out. You got to read a biography, the best biography of Napoleon ever written, in my, my opinion, is by Alan Shom, S C H O M. If you're going to read a Napoleon biography, read Alan Shom's. And, um, Another book that's uh, heavy right now, and I'm uh, doing a little Habesian studying the Leviathan, but John Gray is an Oxford philosopher who writes these great books, and his, his, his new book is called, quote, The New Leviathan's Thoughts After Liberalism. If you like to read some, some good heavy philosopher, this guy's a light touch, very fascinating. Read John Gray, G-R-A-Y. Just throw those out there. I'll be, I'll be back on those um, issues with more shows ahead with, oh, oh. I, I, it, we're, the intellectual progress, it's, it's just, I'm just loving it right now. And uh, let's get to the phone lines. And Jay Castle Rock, thank you for hanging on a minute, Jay, and welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Yeah, great points. I like that Dana White quote. That's excellent. Were you, um, were your tender ears a little bit like, ooh, yeah? Yeah, yeah a little bit. <laughs> I definitely was. Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. As long as people speak the truth, they can say it the way they like. Yeah, and you have some connection to the military, if I if I remember talking to you before, I, Jay. I and do, yeah. So, so military, you, 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 you can handle contract. it. You're okay, okay. Yeah, every commander that has uh, stars on his wings cusses like you can't believe. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, it's like they just. They I'm just glad you were right okay with point. it. Right on. Uh, I was good, yeah, since I was a kid. Hey, I wanted to let you know, regular Joe – I was reading a couple of stories, and he stayed during the holidays at three different homes, one in Nantucket, the other Joe in Island. I've been to both. Yeah, free, billion-dollar donors. Media doesn't talk about it. And they pull out their little you know, backdrop and their little stanchion, you know, the podium, and he does a little broadcast about uh, perhaps a you know, release of uh, at least one American, but they didn't point out that that poor young girl lost both of her parents. They were murdered. But Joe is going to these donors' homes, Stain, Nantucket. I've been to the Kiwa Island. I think I know where the house is. And then another place offshore, and it's never mentioned. It's all just such a big cover-up. Hmm. Joe Regular Biden. Joe. Rubbing elbows yeah, that's, those, with those the elite. Those are Bidenomics, don't you think? Staying in a palatial locations. Man of the people. Dollar. What you're saying He's is man of the people, Joe. Yeah, he's he's a regular dude. Just a regular dude who's gotten how many millions out of Ukraine and China and Russia and the rest of it. He, he's he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. The old joke around our shop because we're an Air Force around the Air Force and we that would Joe flies in and the C one forty one sits there with the back door open waiting for them to load pallets of hundred dollar bills for Joe and his son. <laughs> I uh, do believe that that's the way they do it. You know. <sighs> You just have to wonder how explicit it actually is, right? I mean, everybody knows the corruption of Joe Biden. I mean, everyone—they're like they're rubbing our noses in it. It's so obvious, but they—they they don't they formally really admit it, right? 
yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they, they take all this time to clean up Chinatown and San Francisco for a, a, a dictator, a murdering dictator, communist. Uh, that was such a joke. Wasn't that just a big sham? That was almost like a Disneyland thing. Gavin Newsom cleaned up San Fran because the Chai Coms came for a visit. Yeah. America last, and, dude. Yeah, America last. That's right. But you guys are doing a great job. I just want to call and thank you more than anything. Have a good holiday and, and uh, keep up the great work. you got to keep the word out. Oh, we will do this, Jay. And that was a great series of points you just reeled off right there as we sail into the end of the show. Make sure you're staying close with us, Jay. Your insights valued and appreciated around here. All the best to you. Holiday season. Merry Christmas to you. Well, golly, Blake, I guess we've burned through another three hours. How do we do it? Saddle pals, we're in the spirit of the season. Things are looking up, looking good for 2024. Let's just keep sharing in the MAGA momentum and the joy all around. See you next Sunday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>